0: Welcome to the Mad Trio podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Ryan. Who the hell is this? Preston and the old guy, huh? The old guy couldn't even use my own drop.
1: He had to use. I,
0: I hit the wrong button. We'll just have to try this again <laughs> next time. Um, so welcome to another COVID edition, number one thousand six hundred and something. And uh, <laughs> so I guess the question A is, year unknown...
2: <laughs> No, yeah. day unknown Exa- unknown exactly it's it's like one that's of the
0: way the, i feel it's right. it's it's like one of those novels where it's post-apocalyptic nobody's keeping track of time there's sand everywhere uh tina turner uh, sand. singing i had
1: literally forgotten today was monday when, when <laughs> you when you told me today was monday I went oh yeah that's right today's monday. it's like
0: geez. well it doesn't help we've moved the show around quite a lot um so John's I could
2: actually imagine during this whole COVID thing that somebody had experienced some version <laughs> of the, uh, the twilight zone episode. I think it was Burgess Meredith. Um, I think? might be wrong. Um, where he was the, the bookworm. Oh That's
1: yes. Yes. Title. Yes. And all he wanted and to he, do is, be... you know,
2: he stepped on his glasses. <laughs> right. Oh no, that was time now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is. Yeah, somebody probably <laughs> broke their glasses or broke their e-reader you know, at home and couldn't go get a replace, you know, cause everything was closed. The optometrist wasn't open.
0: Yeah. Well, this
1: so benef- was a popular, uh, that's a great episode. by The,
0: way. So say, the benefit about it. Yeah, was an
2: that e- versus Meredith? Or am I
0: yeah, out of no, my mind? no, you're right. I, I believe you're correct. See the benefit of the e-reader okay. nowadays, you can just keep read. You can increase the font until you got a letter, a letter, a page.
2: Yeah. I'm no kidding.
0: It, it may be hard to, it may take a while to get into know what word you're reading. Yeah. His
1: whole thing is all he wanted to do is read. He wanted to be with his books
2: yeah, yeah right.
0: I wanted to be left alone. Right. So I we're know. gonna. So I'm gonna bring all the dour stuff out, and get it over the way. Read another article today. Says the COVID may never be cured, and this is the new way life is. No school, financial ruin, worst economy since the Great Depression. Yada yada yada.
2: Well, that that. Might happen, although what's what, what's likelier is what they mean is is it's around like the seasonal flu, and then everyone's got to get sort of their round of vaccinations. You know, hey, go get your flu shot. Don't be an asshole. That those those kinds of things are just going to be they're going to they're actually talking about having to possibly cycle in the COVID vaccine as just kind of part of your flu shot. Like, hey, it's flu season. We're gonna we're gonna season this along with 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 COVID. Um, or put the vaccine in, you know, again with the with the seasonal flu thing, and just say, "Hey, we're going to give you both while you're here."
0: Um, I mean, it'll they'll do like they did with a pandemic in the '60s. I mean, it it was it killed like a hundred thousand Americans at the time. That's it. If that's what I've you, heard, uh, I think it was a million people <laughs> worldwide.
1: What you're really forgetting is polio.
0: Well, no, because that was another. That was a. Yeah. Well, that one was was, pan, was polio ever considered a pandemic? Because there wasn't there, there. was like was it the China flu, the Japanese flu, the something flu that was a, that was a pandemic sometime yeah. in the mid '60s. I believe it's different, but it's on the same scale. Well, that I do know. I just wasn't sure if it was declared a pandemic. Because it was a it was yeah, a it problem was, for uh, a long it was
2: a pretty time. Horrific deal. Yeah.
0: There's still people today. That are the last survivors <coughs> in the iron lung. There's the, last, the very last
1: one. There's the a. Guy. I just read the
0: story. Well, the, this video they were talking about how there were a couple of them, but the um, this video they're talking about that since nobody knows how to make an iron lung, they had to find a guy who could actually repair it. Since this guy's was actually failing, so you know they had to find an old one, refix oh. it up. Because apparently, if and I didn't know this as an iron lung person, you can be out of the iron lung for like an hour maybe two before you start having labor issues breathing so long enough basically him to sit down have a little bit of a talk and throw him back in there before he started having issues There's like a modern day version of an iron lung or hey what this used
2: to do we have this other thing that you know fits in a shoebox
0: reasonably thinking thinking, it hasn't been an issue in so long since polio at least in the United States has been taken care of so well there hasn't been a need for something they have
1: in the ventilator that everybody's on now for COVID, when their lungs are failing, so it's.
0: But a ventilator is not a good option for a lifelong thing versus the the iron lung. Yes, it is. There
1: there are many people that have had uh, the quadriplegics that also can't breathe on their own. They have a little device yeah. that goes <laughs> into their trachea and they live on that their whole lives.
0: I don't know that be if if you were a fairly the, ambulatory, would it, that yeah. would be difficult. In a
1: wheelchair, they're in wheelchairs with those things. Pretty amazing what
2: they can do. Oh with yeah, now. Sure. yeah. I mean, they got to strike you down pretty good, obviously, because you can't be you know yanking that thing out. But yeah, yeah, people are <laughs> yeah, can be up and around. Um, but what was it—the the early or mid '50s polio vaccine? Jonas Falk?
1: Yeah. So I I know for me because I go back I, mean, I was a child in the '50s, so I remember doo-doo, um, doo-doo. the whole issue. Of making sure you got your vaccines and multiple vaccines, and they were given to us as kids. And mine was a uh given in a sugar cube, believe it or not. They put a drop of the solution in a sugar cube, and here you go, kid, eat this.
0: How and, how ironic! Yeah, it, a decade later, they'd be taking away those sugar cubes from people. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know.
2: Hey, you know what? I, if that was what, what freaking cured polio, hey, everybody's going to get a little fatter
0: today. Yeah, I mean, you know, one sugar cube wasn't going to hurt anything. So. You may be seeing colors for a while, or uh, hearing colors, excuse me. Um, Wilford Brimley died over yes, the weekend. Yes, he did. A man who wasn't oh. in a whole lot of stuff, but everybody knows of from a cocoon. Him beating the shit out of a beatus. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the thing. It did, he actually it, worked
1: as a bodyguard for Frank Sinatra. Really? Yep. That's one of the ways he en- ended up getting in the show business was the connection with Frank Sinatra.
0: You think a guy like Frank Sinatra awesome. wouldn't need bodyguards considering how connected he was with the mob? Oh, no, even he needed bodyguards.
2: Why do I why do I picture the 10-year-old Wilford Brimley with that mustache out? <laughs> That'd be funny. It?
0: I mean, considering everybody sees a Persian cat and think of, hey, it's a Wilford Brimley.
2: He always wore those
1: glasses, too. And I saw some pictures of him without them, and it took a second to realize who the heck it was.
0: What's well, like Weird Al Yankovic without his hair. It's just him, or or uh, the, what's um,
3: Carrot Top without his fro?
0: Yeah, I was thinking the guy <laughs> yeah, who's
3: it's still no Carrot Top.
0: Not Jim Carrey. Gosh, the the, the <laughs> guy who used to be fat. Freckle. He had his own TV show.
1: Used to be oh uh, um, Jim uh uh Drew Carey. Drew, Drew Carey. It's Drew like Carey, Drew
0: Carey yeah. without his glasses. I mean, yeah. there's just a certain style that All if right. they don't wear it, it yeah. just it looks weird because he looks really odd without his glasses. Hey,
1: it goes be like without like, him
0: now, mostly.
3: Jolo White, you know, if he never did uh, Stefan.
2: Family Matters.
3: Yeah, and yeah. Family Matters. Oh, if he yeah, never did Stefan, Stefan yeah. only did Urkel throughout the show, and you right. saw him in real life, you right. would walk right past him without knowing him. Well, especially yeah. as an adult sure. now, right? Yeah. If, oh, know, yeah. So... Oh, gosh, he had a mustache for a while as an adult, and that, like, threw me off for a bit because I've never seen him, and I'm like, that looks like Joe White, but the mustache just don't fit.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> but we'll-
2: what's funny, though, is even though he's an adult, I would imagine that Jaleel White could like like hike up his pants do the weird face you <laughs> throw those glasses on it still look exactly like Urkel.
0: Yeah. he was aging out oh, of it did, towards towards the latter part of it it, it uh, the magic started going away going away wolfer well, everybody
2: was eight yeah and they started jumping the shark pretty good you know
0: wilfer brimley was in 77 movies one stunt and 11 movies 11 things as himself so
2: I'm stunt. Man, well, I'm, I'm almost more interested in him being a bodyguard for Sinatra. Yeah, one that's probably yeah. how he got fat. Yeah. You know, being around Italian people, you get the uh, oh, you're too skinny. You need to eat something.
1: Yeah, have some more pasta.
0: Do you imagine though yeah, the have some more pasta, man? Uh, do you imagine the stories though of hanging around Frank Sinatra? The mm, the, the, yeah. the, the stuff sure. he died with because he wasn't allowed to talk about it because the statues of limitations was never up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because because huh? the rumor true. the the rumor and innuendo about Frank Sinatra was I think scarier than the man himself, like the legend of well, Frank he, Sinatra.
2: We had made no bones about him wanting to be kind of mobbed mm. up, and you know. He, he, I think it was the mob people around him. They're like, "Dude, look, you just, you, you just ain't, this ain't really for you." You know what I mean? You, you keep being an entertainer. You can keep hanging around us, but
0: well, rumor and you know, in, I, the the rumor, excuse me, the rumor and innuendo about that is that's actually how he got his start in film uh, was because of the mob, and I, I think his music career a little bit. Like, apparently he was always, from what I've read, and this is this is based off of, like, History Channel stuff and a little bit of book reading, was he was always, in one way or another, in the mob. He may not have been a made man, but, you know, they always kind of, it was a symbiotic relationship. And once he became famous, we, the mob needed it him. Was
2: a, a, yeah, very much a, a, hey, we really love this guy. First of all, he's famous because he has a fucking voice of an angel, okay? Um, but I think it was just this mutual respect, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, they loved him because like, damn, it's Frankie, you know, and, It was, and Frank was just like, Hey, this, this mob stuff is kind of cool. And I, and I kind of feel like a, like a, like a big shot, even aside from, from the music and I bet it you know, was, things like that. I think he was just kind of a, a groupie, if you will.
0: I bet it was more than that. Cause to be big in Vegas, even be a hit, you had to be. You had to. Oh, you had I mean, to be some. To so. he didn't
2: have his dealings, and but I'm saying I, I think it was it was more of a a sort of a mutual fandom, if you will, a mutual sort of a, a geeking out over yeah. each other, like oh shit, that's Frank Sinatra, and he's like oh cool, that's the mob, you know.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> coolest the mob. Well, so what you're saying is he wasn't a made man, but he wasn't a soldier. He was. He was. Um, he
3: wasn't a good fella.
0: Well, I mean, he was like this is a bad way to put it, but he was kind of like the the old lady type of thing.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, look, the mob was getting their cut back in the day on, on I know, I know. you know, but it was, it was just like, like, you didn't need to be in the mob, quote unquote, to be around them all the time and respected by him. And obviously, again, they're getting their cut of all kinds of shit going on in Vegas. I heard, um,
0: I heard an interview and it was a TV interview of, I wish I remembered who it was, but this was 20, 15 years ago of one of the old timey, like this person's gone. And it was talked about old Vegas. I don't remember if it was a male or female, but the comment was in order to play Vegas back in the day, you had to know the mob. Cause if you didn't know the yeah. mob, you would never make it. And you'd, you'd never make it to the Vegas. Like if you tried to say, go Whoa. into, they would literally kick you out or kill you. It was one of those things that you, you pay to play and that's it. That's the stories. Yeah, I've, heard.
2: I've, I've known a, a couple of uh, professional gamblers. Um, who, you know, made their rounds of casinos and, and, you know, not even a, just a Vegas of, you know, Atlantic City and Canada and, you know, shit like that. But, um, you know, they said, like, yeah, playing Vegas, you, you, you had to know the mob. And it wasn't like an intimidation thing. It was just like a them letting you know that they're around, you know, kind of thing. You, you know, not some take you behind the back alley, but if you made any kind of money, whether that's an entertainer or a gambler, you knew who they were and they knew who you were. So, and it was sort of just understood.
0: So Jay Leno has some stories about the mob and I heard him. I've heard a couple of times in different interviews where he talks about in his experience um, with the mob, but his comment was modern corporations are, are, are meaner than the mob. His comment was at least if you lost a bunch, the mob would give you a bunch of free stuff because they know they, you know, you may get your hotel room comp. You may get dinner. He said, you know, nowadays, they just, you know, they kick you out and you're on your way. So, yeah, for
2: sure. <clears throat> yeah, they will stop you from making um, enough money.
1: My, my segue is, how about SpaceX, man? <clears throat> they did it. The guys came yeah, back. They did.
2: Yeah. They made Hell it. Yeah, they, they splashed did. down
0: yesterday. They did it.
2: Yep, in the book,
0: y'all. Yep. In the book. Yep. Yep. And here, so. here's to the Russian space agency losing most of their funding. That's right,
1: because right now Elon no
0: <laughs> Elon's saying, We're taking over.
1: And uh they did a great job. Oh. Got to watch the splashdown. It was very impressive. I think the Boeing yeah.
0: Starliner is also gonna be uh is gonna go for a test soon it, too. It will. I, I I know they're trying. They I, failed. I'm
2: already looking forward to the Artemis.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it should be should be pretty cool. I mean, things are excellent
2: yeah, things. What's actually really interesting is what they're having to do with the, uh, you know, certain parts of the, the the space station are being, you know, it, it, was, it was set up for like decommission, but I think they've extended it for like another 10 years. Right. But they want to start putting like, like essentially like different modules. They want to, on, on a, ostensibly build <clears> another space station attached to the original one and start deleting those out of date modules as time goes on. Right. But what that new space station eventually is going to be is going to be pretty amazing. And then start, you know, doing the stuff like setting up stuff on the moon, getting those those things ready for, you know, another whatever 20 years when we can start shooting at Mars. Um, and then they're going to start doing these tests on, on nuclear. Um, there's like three different types of these engines, but uh, I think it's a nuclear heat reaction um, as opposed to nuclear electric. But... Um, as a propel propulsion in space. So like you basically go to space with rockets and then you attach to this thing. And this thing will just ramp up your speed at a steady increase, uh, until you get to, you know, Mars in like a quarter of the fucking time. It's badass. Yeah. They, they
1: have all kinds of things in the, in the works now, uh, plasma drives and and other things that are going to be the Tesla invented of all things. And, uh, Yeah, there's some great stuff. But anyway, SpaceX did a a super job. The guys are back, I guess, tomorrow. They're having uh, a news conference talking about everything, but apparently everything was nominal, which means perfect. And uh, it was very impressive. Shades of watching the Apollos, the Gemini's Apollos come back, splashing into the ocean. But uh, it was pretty cool to watch the way they retrieve it. Instead of some kind of helicopter straining to lift the capsule, they just backed the ship up, yeah, and- up to it, <laughs> lifted it up with a crane, and put it on the deck and moved it right on in. It was perfect.
0: Let's go, Bob. I'll, I'll tell you what it's. A, yeah, it's a
2: weird thing though. Like, because I've seen all of those those uh, launches and whatnot from the Apollo missions and and even the shuttle stuff when I was just way too young or disinterested. Um, and I've seen all of those launches, all of them. You know, and and it's it's still amazing even when you're just watching that. And I know what happens, but man, is it a different experience when you're just like, you know, kind of like fingers crossed, feel like, hey man, you know, at any point something could go wrong, right. and and then everything happens right, and you're just like, oh man, you get that that relief feeling. Yep, you know, which I never had watching the Apollo stuff. Because I can, I can only imagine what it was like in the early days.
1: Oh yeah, oh, you God. know, sixty
2: nine people going to the moon, and you're just like, oh shit, are they actually going to go? Are they actually going to get there? The
0: the the craziest thing about all that is they were doing it on the computer, the, the computing power of a pocket watch. I mean, they they had like yeah. my my you Apple, your Apple Watch had more power yeah. than their
1: computer did.
0: That's, that's, you well, know, and that's well, pretty what sure it was. It's
2: not like they yeah. did it with less computation. They're just sitting there with a pencil and paper doing yeah. the
0: math. Hey, the power of the slide rule.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah, and the protractor.
1: <laughs> well, that's why it was so amazing that Apollo 13 made it back, because these guys did everything with hand calculations, drawing on the on the right. window, making all these guesses. And, and you know, of course, you know, that's the right stuff kind of guys that, you know. Yeah, do. and, and –
2: what it came down to for the for the last part is they had to actually transfer from their their launch module um, into the rover because they had to use the rover basically as a life raft. Yeah, if it anybody, was the one. You know, saw the movie or ever read up on it. It was And they the had lamb. to transfer and all a land those, or not a rover. Those telemetry numbers to the rover, and they had to like fifteen Landing. minutes to do it. You know what I mean? So this crazy amount of like math and data entry that you're doing by hand, right. With this <clears throat> like hey life or death time clock. Right. So, I mean, it had to have been fucking insane.
1: Oh, it was it was absolutely unbelievable. Can you imagine and what those to, guys could know, do with the technology were... now? Oh, I know, I know. It's. I mean, the, 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 those those men were just incredible, uh, and and that's why they um, chose. I know...
2: those. Yeah, I don't know how much you were you were paying attention to it as a as a live broadcast uh, for the Apollo thirteen. Like, was, was that something? I imagine the kind of world was paying attention to. Oh, right,
1: it, it was unbelievable. I mean, we were all. Just glued in front of her television I, I,
0: sets. I, I, I can't believe you asked you that know, I, if the old guy was paying attention. He was like a founding member well, of the Doctor know, Who fan to, club uh, in the United States. Mean, of course right. he was paying were, attention.
2: Uh, I'm asking for a part two question because I'm asking him for the way back machine here. Like like yeah. how much of those details of like what they had to do. Were were the general public aware of, or was it just like a, not not hey, much? Something went wrong, and then they're back.
1: Right, no, not much. We <gasps> weren't. We weren't. We, we did not know the details. We did not know what the, exactly what they had to do. They talked about it a little bit, and you know, and the fact fact that they had to go live in the lem for a while, and 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 what they had to do to get things going, and literally putting st- uh, a scrubber. CO2 scrubber together with duct tape yeah. square peg uh, in the round hole no, I, I mean CO2. yeah
0: watch I, watch the, the the Ron Howard Tom Hanks movie yeah if you guys haven't seen it yeah very accurate.
2: remarkably accurate
3: <laughs> yeah I can imagine that not much was televised <laughs> because we were in the space race with the Russians and I guarantee that there was a lot of national security issues that they weren't gonna be sure. broadcasting so I guarantee yeah. there was a lot. Oh yeah, there was a lot of
1: stuff that we were that Well, not even televised because there wasn't that much television involved. It was the the communications and they did just didn't let it. It, was, it we were not able to hear it. Let's just put it that way.
2: Yeah, I get. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Pretty, pretty right. sure so It was that. literally just like that. Hey, something went wrong. They're coming back. And, Walter and Conkite. And the was, world waiting on bated breath.
1: Yep. Walter Cronkite was the, the main guy. He'd be out there talking about, you know, what's going on, how they're doing it. He'd give you as much information as NASA wanted you to have. And you listened to it. And it was amazing. It was just unbelievable. We were all just holding our breath, wondering what? if these guys were gonna make it or they were gonna, you know, die out in space. And it was it, just unbelievable. Yeah, don't really. forget how
2: old were you at the time?
1: So uh let's see, that would have been what, sixty eight? It was forty five. <laughs> nice try. So I was uh, uh, He's been great since ten. Yeah. So I had just gotten into high school.
0: See, the other oh, thing yeah. the other thing I think is interesting about this is not some <clears throat> you never hear about until I was reading about it. There was also a fairly huge argument at the time in the the, the the in the environment about why are we spending so much money getting in the space when we could be helping people. Because I remember reading an article, how I forgot the one particular gentleman. There was a pretty massive fight over NASA being a waste of money, too. There had always been
1: the argument about why are we spending all this money to go to the moon, or why are we doing this, or why are we doing that, as far as NASA goes, and the billions of dollars that was spent on it. When you know, the, oh, we've got starving people over in the yeah. country. That had always been an argument. That 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 was always part yeah. of the narrative.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm amazed because nowadays <coughs> that narrative would have won. That's one of the reasons I'm happy there's people like SpaceX.
2: The reason behind it is the same reason that's behind it today is the amount of innovation that's come from, you know, solving those problems for space has benefited mankind in, in, I mean, shit, microwave uh, uh, technology, all kinds of, of, of radar and things, fucking MRIs came from the space program. Um, or the technology. You know, behind MRIs.
0: Microwaves actually came um, like World War II because guys were actually lifting their sandwiches up over a radar dish and actually heating them up. The principle was, was yeah. coming through. through World um, War there's because there's you know hook and but, loop um, tape. Yeah. GPS.
1: You know food food preservatives. Uh, it's all you kinds, know, kinds of all kinds, uh, kinds of benefits. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
2: All kinds Bene- of benefits that is yeah. that have gone for for solving problems that we didn't even know we had at the time. That they were solving for space, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, this has great applications. Tang, you know, on Earth <laughs> for people, you know.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, look how look how it happened. Now, now it took a, 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 a not an agency like NASA, an
0: eccentric billionaire,
1: <laughs> but it took right an independent company to go ahead and actually do this. Because NASA, one, didn't have the budget. Two, they're shooting for a bigger target. They're shooting for the moon again. And so they're building a much bigger rocket, and they're working on that.
0: And the, the benefit about, like, Elon Musk, and I think, and this is over Boeing and the other people, is the level of innovation. You know, like, SpaceX is private. So, and unlike NASA, there's nobody looking over his shoulder besides regulators. So there's no government contract, people bidding for offers, you know, like by the, yeah. by the time he because he's built like what that Starliner or whatever the the, the his big rocket. He's right. made a couple of innovations. He's ordered a couple of uh, versions of it already within a span of well, a couple of great years. The thing
2: is that all of that all of that stuff is is intellectual property of SpaceX, you know what I mean, of a private company. It's, it's proprietary on on a private side, not as this government who's going to be, you know, classifying certain things. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he's going to be selling some of that technology to the government specifically with contracts. But how much innovation will come to the general public from that company doing that innovation? Just because people like cool shit, you know, the, the, the Tesla and, 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 you know, his weird, not a flamethrower flamethrower.
0: <laughs> so the, the only question with not that is, will, will he sell his, <laughs> will, he, will, will he rent out his patents? Because he hasn't done that with Tesla. Some of well, his patents doesn't have
2: are to rent out. he can he can keep them proprietary but then make <laughs> well, some bitchin'
0: product. No what I'm saying is like for Tesla some of the some of the patents are free to use. So it really depends on on the way Elon Musk wants to do things. So or he's got a whole team of yeah, attorney, I mean, attorneys figuring scientist. all that out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So did, did did we talk And it's a little bit of a uh, a we bummer note but he's also one of my favorite musicians of all time. Um Oh shoot. Uh Charlie Daniels died. Did we talk about that? Oh. The Devil not the nev- Devil never got his soul. One of the one of my all-time favorite fiddlers and country musicians um passed away a couple of weeks ago.
2: <laughs> I um, don't know if I was aware of that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was I you know it's weird like when I was a kid this probably would have affected me more just because of how how much i well, like his music
1: song so iconic and it was actually so fun to listen to you know beating the devil by, by playing a fiddle
0: it's pretty yeah cool. that
2: is a, a very very iconic song but and- i mean
0: my my favorite song by him honestly is still in saigon out of every yeah, song he did, one. that's the one song that I probably like the most. I mean, there's this. Oh wow! There, there's a song he did like. Uh, it's not a rag; it's a flag. You know, he had some very big patriotic stuff, but yeah. still, in Saigon's my you know, favorite.
3: Yeah, he died in. The, he died the sixth of July.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And yeah. I believe he he I was touring. He was touring up. Yeah, almost, that went way far under the radar for my liking.
0: Yeah. It was, it's weird because it was everywhere.
1: COVID is everything. Nobody listens to anything else. Nothing else is important. Yeah, it's all COVID. Dun, right? dun, dun, dun. So.
2: so, if, hey, if you James. guys. What's up? Do you remember the uh, David Allen Co version? Uh, the Devil Went to Jamaica? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I do. <laughs> Any, anybody that has not heard that version. <laughs> The devil went to Jamaica. He was looking to sell some weed. That's all I'm going to say. Just go Google that.
0: Shit. Yep. Talk about Jamaica. I just read somewhere that saying that Jamaica's Supreme Court said schools can ban dreadlocks.
1: Okay, so we're, we're off of Charlie Daniels and we're on to dreadlocks.
0: I know that's it. That's okay. just one little tidbit right. of <laughs> of kind of tying it in that song, uh, tying what they said. We're going to go back up uh, to Charlie to Daniels. Song. I
1: got it. Now I got um, the
3: tie. Yeah, I like it. I hang- there's like quite a bit of Charlie Daniels songs that I actually liked. He wasn't always my favorite country singer, but he is up in the top five at least. Well, he's, he, he's in he, top ten
1: of He all wrote time. some songs that were so iconic. That's that's what made him what he was. But he, you know, he yeah. obviously had a lot of stuff that wasn't iconic either. But what was amazing oh, yeah. about him is he, he, he just toured all the time. I mean,
0: he was still almost up to his death doing concerts. He was in Placerville in like 80s. I just saw a ticket of it online. Yeah. Um, so here's you know
2: what I, I am a straight up sucker for a fiddle or a violin or a harmonica. Just, it just, it just, it just gets a gets goat. I love that shit.
0: So here is the top eight Charlie Daniel song, according to <coughs> widespreadcountry.com or wide open country. Your mileage may vary if you agree. Number one, the devil went down to Georgia Two hair. Uh, number two, long haired country boy. Good song. Number three, still in Saigon. Number four, the South gonna, South's going to do it again. Hmm. Number five is Texas. Number six is another great one, the Legends of the Woolly Swamp. Yep. Uneasy Rider and damn good cowboy. So I, I think you answered the oh, whole forgot reason. Oh, I
2: Uneasy Rider was him. Yeah. So yep.
1: let, let's face it. We Everything South and Dixie and anything that has to do with Confederate, whatever, is a no-no now, and I think maybe you just hit on a, a, a part of the reasons why you didn't hear that much about his passing. It was everywhere for a
0: while, though. I mean, it, it wasn't. Yeah, but his. Yeah, I mean,
3: you know, but with the no, Rob's got a point because you've been having all these riots and uh, marches and protests, and all of it has to do with you know a lot of racism. So him being from the South, a lot of his songs are promoting the South. Right. I mean uh one of his song is the South's gonna do it again. Um I can see that being something that they're like, okay, well, we lost an iconic musician, but he had some racist stuff going on.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna And we're just we're not, not gonna, gonna cover it that, that much. Right. I, I think yeah. that maybe is what yeah. happened.
0: And that's I mean-
3: a sad thing.
0: Yeah. I would say part of it, I don't know, Kenny Rogers' death was also pretty fast. I think part of it is what you guys are saying. The other part is I think it's COVID and the election, is at least in mainstream eyes, I think it's it's so all-encompassing. I just don't think little things like that matter. Because I remember Kenny Rogers talking about it, hearing about it a little bit, but I don't remember seeing it on TV anywhere. Because he died on yeah, March yeah, 20th. Yeah, that's what I
2: mean. Maybe it was just off, uh, off the phone that day or something. I didn't notice. But yeah, it's weird. I figured I would have... Uh, I mean, shit, I found out Wilbur yeah. Burnley died for Christ's sake.
0: Um, yeah, Bill Withers is the one I remember being everywhere.
2: You know... <clears throat>
1: Yeah, uh, reading a little bit on Wikipedia about some of his songs and what they were based on, I can exactly see why it didn't get that much coverage. Well,
0: he was, you know, he was uh, he was a Southern pride, go he America. Was, he was. I wouldn't necessarily
1: at least... He was a lynching guy, too, so it was like... Well, when? So, about 89, he came out with the Simple Man song, but it was advocating vigilantism.
0: Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's a good so, song, actually.
1: Yeah, it is a good song, but... Uh, they're saying that it was had to do with, you know, his, appoint, his point was he was saying rapiers, killers, child abusers, whatever, just put them in the swamp, put them on the knees, let the swamp and the rattlers do the rest. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. so
0: Which is weird because uh, if you put Republicans, everybody would be like, yay! Because <laughs> that goes along with well, the fucking conversations I've well, had lately. Or, or at least if you said Trump.
1: <laughs> I, okay, no, no, no politics, so we'll get off that.
0: I, I was going to say I
1: had a comment, but <laughs> I was trying to stick to the rules of the show. I'm um, told,
0: here's the rules. I try not to get in the. Oh, little Richard. I completely forgot he died this year.
2: Yeah. May yeah, 9th. I that one.
0: yeah. I think we talked about that. One. We did. I just, yeah. it's just yeah, one of these little Richard, I think will probably go down in history of music as the most, um, I don't think he was celebrated for what he brought I to the table. Hell no, he wasn't.
1: He he was really the start. He, he this guy started rock and
0: roll and and, the, and this and is the style of it too. Like his he was so he was uh, he was uh, Freddie Mercury before Freddie Mercury. Just wow, well, he was way before Freddie Mercury. <laughs> well, I meant just ahead. like the, the style. I mean, you talk about a guy in the fifties and forties or earlier dressing like he did, right. acting like he did, just right. the the style. I mean, he was. He, yeah, he was, well, I mean, he, was, he,
2: was r- he was Elvis before Elvis.
0: Yeah, you know? that's uh, a better that's a better way to put it.
2: And you know, he he was so many people before so many people. But he, I mean, you know, it, you watch one of his performances, and it's like you you can't help but smile. You know what I mean? Like you're just watching this dude who's just like this guy loves this music so much. Look at how happy he is. He's making me happy.
0: And the you most know? the most amazing thing, most of his big hits, everybody knows, but nobody knows it's him. I guarantee if you oh, mention some a lot of his, of
2: people know I, I you know top three or four that he that he's done maybe maybe not beyond that.
0: Let's
1: let's see. Well, but he wrote so many songs that other people covered. I mean, from Elvis right, Presley yeah. on on up. Uh, that uh, that yeah, I mean you know he did he get his credit for it?
0: He never will. I wish he probably
1: did. not because of
2: at the time. But I would hope that everybody knows that Judy Fruity was was Little Richard.
0: No. <laughs> I bet most people know the song. I don't, I don't right. think they like, here's the top eight.
3: How would um, they not know that's
0: How? What? <clears throat> I, so I just don't think people, people know songs, not necessarily musicians. I think you'd have to be somebody who's slightly into music to go, okay, I'm hearing things like tutti frutti. What's this by? Um,
2: Cause here's I the, I think if you know that song, it's inexorably linked a little Richard.
0: So here's the top 10. Here's some songs. Um, keep knocking, slip and sliding, rip it up. The Girl Can't Help It, Lucille, Good Golly Miss Molly, which I think is is probably one of his more rememberable ones, Long Tail Sally and Tootie Frutti are the ones that I think most people, those are like the top 10.
2: Yeah. And I, like I said, I think the top three, you know, you got Good Golly Miss Molly, Tootie Frutti and shit. There was one other one you mentioned.
0: Long Tail Sally or Lucille? Yeah, probably. Lucille. Yeah,
2: Lucille. Yeah, Lucille.
0: See, I'm. I really want. I see. I don't think people know him unless I think you're art, art age, maybe a little younger. Um, because I knew what the first time I saw Little Richard, I, I, you could tell. Okay, this, this dude, there's something special about him. I knew back then. I didn't know how important he was. Like, he was one of the first African American artists that had a mix audiences. Yeah, as big as oh, they yeah. were, and yeah. like they would mix on the dance dance floor. Like, they were really intermixed was one of the first, if not the first. (laughs) Um, That's why I thought it was kind of a bummer. Like, you heard it, and I remember seeing it on TV and the radio, but I don't remember hearing as much praise as I think the guy really deserved. And he was an interesting cat from all the interviews I've heard.
2: I I think think you're right in in as much as, no matter how much, you know, people talked about him, he's probably still underrated.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll give him that he's (laughs) underrated, but I mean... So,
1: I mean, I if you look at his period of time, you had what? Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Bill Haley, J-, J. Lee Lewis, Big Bopper, Everly Brothers, Oh, Unchained you know? Melody. That that kind of, those guys, that's, you know, that's what we're talking about. He's he's there. He's he he you know, moved them on. He started them. He was the Here here we go. This is what we're doing. So, I mean.
2: Yeah, and, and maybe it's because when I was growing up, and I don't know, maybe it is just a sort of an our generation, you know, mid to late 30s kind of kind of folks that would remember this. But, like, I remember, like, Tutti Frutti and Good Golly Miss Molly being in, like, every third movie on, on commercials all the time or your, like, parents would be playing it or something. It was on the radio, and it's just – I've heard it a thousand times that – yeah. Then it just became like, a, oh, yeah, there's that song again, you know, and I, and I almost stopped giving it the credit that it deserved, you
0: know. See, yeah. that that I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we were in the butter zone far as kind of resurgence of his career because <clears throat> the 80s and all the way up to like the mid 90s, he was everywhere. He was even in a TV show as an acting acting as a mayor and a really bad like mid 90s um, action hero movie where a, a guy got a bunch of technology and was a superhero. He was at a bunch of Disneyland, uh, Disney channel stuff. Um, I think we, I think his, I think his career was in a resurgence when we were younger. And I just think it kind of, cause he was getting older. I think the,
1: the, the major point for him is his influence.
0: Oh yeah. Of what he did on
1: all music his,
0: his, his, the, the style of music, the style of dress, the personality.
1: I mean, I think, yeah, I think it, uh, I think you can credit him for all the, you know, all the rock and roll stuff, all the stuff that, you know, has led maybe all the way up to rap. Some of the stuff you did.
2: Sure. So, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You can definitely trace a line right through all African American music in, in, in America. Right. You know, I think I was a little bit redundant when I said African American, but, um, but yeah, for sure. And then not to mention, you can just, you know, take a, Take a fork off of the African American music road, and there and there's most of white people music aside from polka, fucking Germans. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. I <laughs> see, that's uh, pretty funny. The only <laughs> it's it, it's funny. The only thing I was thinking about this is I've heard the arguments quite a, a bit about people arguing how. Um, this will be a little controversial, so if y'all listening, you know, hold your head in a bucket for all I care. Uh, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, the, the, the African-Americans invented rock, which you, you can definitely see if you pay attention to Elvis, his his style of music definitely genesis, it has a genesis there. But I would definitely make an argument that music is really universal. If you're good at it, I think there's no limitation on anything. Like, look at Eminem.
2: Oh, I I absolutely think both are true at the same time. You know, it is absolutely universal, like, like anybody that says this particular music is for this particular type of people i think if you feel that music you know the way that that, that it's meant to be sort of sort of felt you know whether that's uh, uh, classical or jazz or blues or whatever then then that's your kind of music you know like i, I, I love 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 to death the depth of fucking like all these fucking 70s soul music I love that shit. I, I would you can give me Wilson ticket any damn day. You know what I mean?
0: I, I would say that the only thing I'd say is if you're a musician, say Eminem, or, or if you're going to, you, you got to be able to some of it, at least from a guy who's a semi music nut is you have to be able to honor it in some way. If you are a musician, yeah, doing credit
2: it. where credit to do. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. If, if, if you're, yeah,
2: no, and I agree. And I, and I think that the, the you know, anything blues based obviously came from blues and rock and roll is 90 fucking 5% blues based. It was a hundred percent blues based uh, back when it first started, and then people obviously, you know, started sort of bending the rules and taking it off in different directions. But so I, it all I, stemmed from that.
0: I would say that was that's one of the conversations that always kind of bugged me. Being a guy who grew up in a home that was always had some sort of music playing was you hearing people I know it's, "Oh, that's 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 black music. That's this. That's that." It's like they, they, seriously. I mean that that has. Your, your, your country music and this you know and like say rap has a lot of ties if you listen to the beat there's blues in this one there's that it's so it, it always bugged me when people classify music well, as one is one thing or another I mean there's definitely genres uh, and there's definitely ties
2: like, I grew up and my dad his favorite fucking pastime it still is is to anybody who will sit there for five minutes or more. Is he'll just start playing music and then, you know, he's one of those guys that sticks around all the time. You hear about a half a song before he's on to the next one. So he's <laughs> constantly telling you just fun facts about, about like, like whatever artist or whatever. Or he would just be playing, oh, you haven't heard this song. You've got to hear this. You've got to hear this. Do you know how many people when I turned, I don't know, 25 that I found out were black? Because it never fucking came up. You know, yeah. when he was sitting there playing the music, it just yeah. wasn't on his mind to bring up, and this guy is black, and this is his music. It just, it just wasn't part of the conversation. Oh, this band is from the 60s. You know, then this singer came from this other band, and, and these guys played together. It was all that kind of stuff. Never mentioned, you know, that, uh, you know, whoever was white or whoever was black. And then I, I get older, and I'm like, like like wait, the guys from Ben Lizzie are black? Holy shit, I never do.
0: Um, I, I think that, no, I, no 100%. Um... I'm still sad about the Thin Lizzy guy, and I wasn't alive when he died. Um, not that I can remember. Uh, music, because when you're listening to music, um, I use this example of for jazz all the time. Uh, jazz, in my opinion, is one of the greatest art forms mus- musically known to man because you can tell the person's like soul when they did it. Blues is the same way. If the dude was pissed, no matter how happy it is, it has this under, undertone of anger. And I think when you're listening to music, you're not listening, you're not, you're not seeing a black dude. You're listening to the guy's soul, his heart they're putting into it. And I think that's one of the reasons I think music is so universal is because it's not color. It's not creed. It's not gender. It's heart, soul, sweat, blood, tears. I guarantee you don't, if you don't like any sort, if you don't like like Metallica, you listen to Metallica, you can still hear the, the, the tonality to it, the, the anger that was in that moment when that song was written.
2: Yeah. I mean that's what that's what music is good at is it is invoking those feelings and it's not wrong if, if you're you know black and then hear you know polka God help you um, I like and, and like it and it just speaks <laughs> to your soul or if you're white and you hear you know jazz and you're like this is my
0: shit Hey numb nuts I actually like polka you bastard What <laughs>
2: the well, fuck is wrong with you
0: It's fun it's his, his grandparents It
2: is not fun. Were from degrading and, and horrific his
1: grandparents are from where
2: polka came from.
0: Yeah. So, so. put that in your pipe oh, and smoke I mean, it. Look,
2: it's not like, it. look, you can't have everything. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have a lot of amazing things that come from any country. It's just, Hey, your fucking music. Talk. I'm sorry. It's yeah. not, it's not the end of the world.
0: You, you want to know why I like polka. And this is the, <laughs> Boy, fir- this is one of the, the only times you ever hear me say this about anything really it's because it's fun. It's, it's <sighs> irreverent. Like I I've never been in a bad mood and like just, Stayed in a bad mood because when you listen to polka, because it's ridiculous. I've been music.
2: in a good mood and then heard polka, and that changed.
0: <laughs> well, you're just a Nazi. Now
2: I give you're the, to the wrong half on the yeah. planet to Weird Al Yankovic. Okay, I have to set him aside into a into an entirely different. No, category. no, you, you
0: can't do that. Polka is polka. Sorry, you either you would like all of polka, no. or you hate. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so you want to talk yeah, about...
2: I, I see, yeah, I think you're trying to wedge that into the deal. That's not part of the deal. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about uh,
0: uh, uh, work, uh, yeah. obscure music, you always talk about uh, the, the band that run the first hard rock Grammy playing a flute. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Tull, you know,
2: I, I, I'm digging <laughs>
0: for Jethro
1: Tull. Jethro <laughs> Tull broke all kinds of uh, uh, ideologies as far as what instruments are supposed to do and sound like. So that... that <clears throat> Good on them. Good on Ian Anderson, yeah. I should say. I, I, I do wonder if Now you, and
2: hold on a second. I gotta I gotta say for, for, for the reference though, is it's not an accordion that, that I hate so much. It's, it's polka hap- specifically.
0: It's happy music.
2: So an accordion can be played in an amazing way.
1: Still sounds like an just accordion. I just don't I, you as much as you hate polka, I don't like accordion. <laughs> I just <laughs> It's it reminds me of the, of the old uh, cartoons of the, of the guy cranking the, oh, the organ music for the, you know, the, the monkey going around with the peanuts. I don't know. So you guys. Movies? Right. See
0: but the way what? you guys feel about that's how I feel about James, what? the way I feel about organs. No, now, wait a minute. Yeah,
2: organs is a real specific kind of thing, man. I grew up doing that horror movie thing. Well, growing up,
0: hold on, hold on. Growing up in church, you heard a lot of fucking piano music. So that's the reason I don't like it. I'll tell
1: you what, if you have experienced a big organ, and I'm talking a big organ. In these big churches. Oh, I have experienced a big organ. Yeah. Matter of fact, my, my <laughs> buddy got married
2: it, at a uh, at this chapel. It rattles it your bones,
1: organ. man.
0: If if there was yes. no context to this conversation, hearing Ryan yeah. say you see the big organ <laughs> would just be hilarious. No, no, no. Yeah, I'd well, love a big we're organ. We're talking about
1: a musical instrument
2: at this time,
1: okay? I know, but hearing Ryan say that just—he's just, not looking for a large, you know, a large liver. Or no, I got a uh, a
2: buddy of mine who got married at this big uh, big chapel. <laughs> uh, it's actually in a cemetery that he works at, and it's got an enormous organ. I mean, this thing, is, I think it has something like a 100 pipes. Oh, they you have know, thousands. It, Some, the big ones have thousands
1: piece. of pipes, right? Thousands.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. know the ones you're talking about, and it's yeah. nowhere like that, but this thing was still impressive, to say the least. It's pretty amazing. Um, it is. Oh, yeah. And he got her to play um, <laughs> what his wife walked down the aisle to with the Game of Thrones theme. <laughs> okay. And before that, we all got there early, and she cranked that shit up and played it, and damn, that thing puts out a sound, man. So then, Yeah, it's so,
0: amazing. So here's, here's an interesting little tidbit if you want to talk about organs. Boardwalk Hall Auditorium Organ, the largest pipe organ ever built based on number of pipes, is in Boardwalk Hall Auditorium Organ in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It has... Let's see. Here it is. It contains seven seven manual, four hundred forty nine uh, ranks, three hundred thirty seven registers, and thirty three thousand one hundred fourteen pipes. It weighs approximately it weighs approximately one hundred and fifty tons. That's is it wow. still
1: is it still working? Yeah, it's still a
2: playable instrument. Yeah,
0: that's three three that's one one four, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cause many of those organs
2: like, like dog chasing a a fire hydrant just wouldn't know what to do with it when you got it.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's actually a couple of videos on YouTube. Like that's the first thing that, that came up when I uh... saw I'll have to watch that. Holy. Those things are amazing. Yeah.
2: No shit. The fact as an organist, where do you know where to start? No, I don't know. Okay. What do I, what do I do first?
1: Yeah. Which knob do I put? Which foot, foot pedal do I do? I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable what these guys have to learn how to, how to play these organs.
0: Jenny McCarthy had the same question. Um, Let's see. So do you think there's any musicians that will, that, you know, like we think are major league important music that are not like recognized for it? Like Little Richard being, I think, being more important than I think they give him credit for. you think there's anybody I mean, in the back you of know, mind?
2: when you talk about the early guys of, of anything, that, that's kind of where it, it sort of lived and died for me. I mean, it's not
0: – Kurt Cobain. I know. I
2: don't know. I don't, I don't think – You, you, you think so?
0: I think, in, Kurt, in, Kurt in, in
2: Cobain,
1: I think Kurt Cobain would be one that's not really – I mean, you know, unfortunately a career cut very, very short. But, you know, he started yeah,
2: the real – Damn good yeah. argument for, for that being a start of a new a new era and, and stuff for sure. Well, yeah.
0: grunge did kill the '80s hair metal. I mean, like almost overnight. It yeah, I mean it. Yeah, was... Yeah, and
2: it really was its own thing too. It wasn't like somebody rehashing older music and making it sort of new for the day. It was just its its own sort of angst, its own sort of feeling. You right. know.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, my era, I would have said Jimi Hendrix. And, um, I mean, because what he did with a guitar was unheard of. I mean, they, you no, know, he, I
3: agree with you. I was actually listening to some Jimi Hendrix today and, you know, for the time, what he was doing with the guitar was absolutely, literally unheard of, literally unheard of because oh, it was. nobody heard him doing no, it.
1: No, they, they, no, nobody ever <laughs> yeah. thought to do what he did. And, and the sound so, that he got. But,
0: so, you don't think he gets enough credit, even though. Yeah,
1: Hendrix does. I think oh. Hendrix does get a lot of credit. People people recognize him. I
0: think, him. He does. So I think not Kurt not Cobain is be sure. not
1: because he, he's too niche, shall we say? And that's the problem.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I,
2: you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I respectfully submit Rage Against the Machine.
0: I was never a fan. Yeah. I, I did want to say real quick is I think with Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, they were a product of their time. Um, if you look at some of, like,. Um, the the band that did the lighter shade of pale. They're a they're a they're a product of their time. So I think yeah. yeah. so I think that's one of the issues. I think Rob's right is the fact that Kurt Cobain is such a product of its time and and, and that change in music that I can see him getting forgotten. Even though you see a ton of people are Nirvana shirts, I think that nobody will really know how big yeah. they were for that moment. There's
1: bands and groups of every generation going back from the beginning that <clears throat> They have a niche or a following. Uh they, you know, the great musicians, they just didn't get the big break. I mean, I, I have a good friend uh Ray Brown's name with Ricky and the Red Streaks. Incredible band. These guys were just unbelievable musicians. And they spent their whole careers making a damn good living working in Las Vegas Vegas, basically playing show tunes. And I mean, but they were so much more. So there are for every one example of somebody who's made it there's tens of thousands that haven't that equally no talented shit. Yeah. right? I mean for sure.
2: Yeah. You know if I think we might have talked about it on one of the real Flix things back in the day but there's a documentary if anybody wants to look it up called uh, A Band Called Death and it's about these like like three or, or two uh, 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 brothers um, they're, they're related as brothers and they're also black I didn't mean that as both of them at the same time but these like like five black dudes from Detroit, who basically started metal music, like uh, or I'm sorry, not metal, uh, punk rock, like like three years before the Sex Pistols ever got anywhere near famous.
0: Oh, I actually remember and, this conversation.
2: Yeah, and it's a great documentary just about these guys who just you know through a you know series of events didn't didn't get you know up into the scene and did didn't hit it when it was popular, but just started this sound before anybody else had known what was going on and there's right. the story of how they they did it all and self-produced and then put it out there and that it, it's just by happenstance that nobody ever heard their name and then two years later three years later the Sex Pistols make it the biggest thing in the world you know it's always
1: a timing you know, it just it's the machine that that's behind yeah. them it's uh right. you know it's 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 everything because i really do believe
2: the people that believe in you are gone. right
1: right for every name that you know that we could bring up right now there's probably and I'm not I'm not kidding there's probably 10,000 other musicians behind them somewhere that maybe is equally talented that just didn't get the break you know they didn't get yeah. the, their timing yeah. wasn't right they were ahead of the game they were behind the game uh they didn't look right they didn't sound right for the period whatever it may have been so yeah I mean there's incredible musicians out there that should you know that gets get absolutely no recognition I mean yeah it's unbelievable yeah. so it's you know if they get it they if they make it great on them but there's a lot of awful auditory musicians out there are making a living a daily living grinding it out every day making music
2: yeah so for sure yep getting every little gig they can and they're just as good as, as somebody you would hear otherwise but just you know and then <laughs> people have met them and they talk to them and they're like man why aren't you famous and they're like hey you know, shit happens, man.
0: Yeah. So about rage. So you brought up Rage Against the Machine. I'm curious yeah. on why. The, I was never a fan of them personally, so I'm I'm kind of curious on your 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 argument why on Rage.
2: Well, because it wasn't even. It's on its surface, it looked like this thing where people took rock and roll and they mixed it with hip hop, but it was. It started with its own. Thing. it wasn't about hey what happens when we take peanut butter and put it with with chocolate you know what i mean it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that right um it was where are you
0: going with this analogy <laughs> he's making me hungry that, though. Like, it, it, <laughs>
2: like on its surface if you look at rage against the machine it's easy to say oh they just wanted to see what happens when you took hip-hop and mixed it with rock and roll but it's not that's not what happened is they they independently of that thought Made this new thing based on just you know what they they sort of like with their their sort of influences and thought it just it came out in the blender of their brain as that as that thing right and right. the sounds that they made anybody who's ever listened to Rage Against the Machine who's who's unaware of this everything that the, every sound you hear from them is made by drums a bass player a guitar player and vocals. Are they there's considered no mixing board there's no sampling it's just what they do no is, lot of as tune. musicians they made that <laughs> music
0: Are they considered new metal
2: Um no No if anything it was it was like like hip hop and 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 punk or just you know I rock th- and roll
1: Yeah Probably just punk really
2: it's, yeah, I mean, you know, mostly, yeah, kind of a oh. punk slash hip-hop sort of a thing.
0: So according to Wikipedia, the bastion of all knowledge, um, Rage Against Machine is considered rap metal, rap rock, funk metal, I can see the funk. Alternative, eh, alternative metal, new metal, and hard rock. I can see mm. funk metal, rap metal, and hard rock, I can see. No punk at all, huh? Interesting. no
2: yeah but it's it's one of those things where you can't really place it into a category. you know you hear a song you're like oh, okay there's there's this music that he's sort of rapping over, but it's not it's straight up hip hop and it's not straight up rock, and you can't really claim it for for either one. It's its own thing, you know right and Tom Morello, the guitar player, did some fucking amazing things, like how many people have been tricked thinking there there was some guy with a with a turntable Doing scratching and he's just making these nutty sounds with a guitar well, and an on and off switch, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, think, or what about all the beatboxers? I mean, <laughs> the things right. these yeah. guys can do, the sounds they can make are just
0: unbelievable. So if you if, if you guys ever want to hear a, a modern band that has amazing guitarists, modern being, I think they're from like 1999. I this I just ninety
1: nine. Well, it's an old freaking band. Well, man. I
0: just recently heard of them when the last five years at Dragon Force. Dragon Force. Um, have you heard of them, Ryan?
2: I've heard of them, I can't swear I was ever heard or hearing it. Uh, you
0: you got to listen to their guitar solos. Um, They're—I don't really know what they're considered, but the guitar is absolutely amazing. So, oh, they're considered power metal and speed metal.
3: Speed. You so, know, you just to
2: think of a What the hell is the getting definition of like, speed
0: I, metal? Guitar playing really fast. <laughs> Um. That's
2: the thing, though, is that if, if I'm, <laughs> am I just supposed to be impressed on how fast the guy's hand can move? Like, I want to hear like my my version of a, like a great guitar solo is, is Pink Floyd. getting comfortably numb, any fucking day.
0: So you look, know? like yeah. yeah, sure, you can play
2: that faster than anybody I've ever heard, but that doesn't necessarily make it good.
0: Was it through Fire and Flames? I think is the one that <clears throat> I've heard the most. Look up the best of them. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed by him.
2: Which, yeah, is it technically impressive Dragon or force, is it oh, too my ear? That's you know.
0: Yeah, I like I like death metal, so there's really no music to me that's like you know that's painful, <laughs> as it were. Um, I I pretty much like everything except modern rap because I don't really get modern rap because there's no message to me.
2: Yeah, with mumble rap and and, and anyway, yeah. it just repeats the same line over and over like again. Like if, uh,
0: if if you oh. take like uh, NWA style gangster rap, there's a message. Whether you agree with the message or not, there's a message that the music's were yeah, laying it was that a song. I understand. It
2: actually had a hook. It had a couple of verses. Yeah, you but, know, it wasn't just like a like like. Look, I get that. There's a difference between music and then like club hits.
1: Well, that's okay, it. Okay, hey, I, I
2: can make a distinction I, between you're going to dance to this music, right. or I'm going to play this in my car.
1: I think he, I think you got it. The club club music, the dance, you yeah. know, craze, the whole thing. But
2: then thing. people started listening to that sort of like dumbass club music, where it's just a line being repeated over and yeah, over again. it's just a beat. And 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 they're listening to that in their car, and it's just like, like, man, this is your. This is your music diet, huh? Yeah, that's with bad. all the
1: music out there, this is your choice to listen to in your car. A, I've,
2: I've said that many right. a time. You know, it's not like it's all that's out there.
0: I'd rather listen to bad EDM than bad rap.
2: And dude, you know what? There's something that drives me crazy is people listening to fucking techno music in their car. It's like like wow, man. Just, <laughs> this is your just drive time music? Okay.
0: Oh dude, there's some am- I do like the B fifty twos. So there's some amazing techno. I mean old bands, um, like Future Sounds of La- uh, Future Sounds of London, Juno Reactor, Sister Machine Gun. There's some amazing bands. But I have to admit when, when techno All one hit wonders. <sighs> Actually, no. Um mm-hmm. not really.
1: Juno Reactor's been around forever. I didn't say that they weren't around (laughs) a long time. I'm saying that the only thing that they're known for is one song. Uh, Uh, Maybe two. Just to be honest. I mean, that's the way it is.
0: I would say they're they're not mainstream Billboard. Well, there you go. Um, Okay, doesn't matter. uh, But the problem I think with- Just an old guy's opinion. What's it worth? Well, I mean, nowadays, music chart is so different between what, like, the major hits versus, you know, what's popular in the underground, um, or even in Europe, like, a pop Tigma berserk, but when EDM is bad, it's awful. I mean, it's you know, well. The music is made to be listened to on drugs,
2: man. There you
0: go. Well, some of it.
2: <laughs>
1: so well, well some of it is meant to Not, be on drugs. Well, EDM is specifically. Well, we specific. said that about Jimi Hendrix to too.
0: To well, EDM, All I would right. say specifically. No, King Crimson is a band that's meant to be listened on an LSD. Or if you're going to talk Boy, about um, or Uma Guma, Pink Floyd's first album with their first King lead Crim- singer, yeah, those are well,
2: their fucking lead singer with a with a like like certifiably nut. Well,
0: you're quite literally. Went, uh, was it Sid Barrett? Literally Sid Barrett, went yeah went yeah. crazy after they kicked him out, or slightly crazy. The reason why they kicked him out. Um, look up early. Listen yeah, up early to early King Crimson stuff. It's crazy. It's fun.
3: <laughs> you know, that's what I was gonna bring up is King Crimson is another band that does not get the notoriety they should. Why? They did I do just some stuff. I don't think anybody really knows them. They they did some that's cutting I edge think stuff. It they didn't get played.
1: Yeah, it's true. They did some in the day. Now they the in the day, and what that would have that been would have been late sixties, early seventies, right? Uh, yeah. they were known for a very short period of time. And and so Again, though, it was a a group that, in some respects, revolved around the drug scene, Uh, you know, around LSD and uh, psilocybin and mushrooms, and you know, that was the whole thing. Pink Floyd. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: specifically, if you, (laughs) I would say with Pink Floyd, specifically, Ummagumma. If you've ever listened to it with headphones, yeah, you got to
1: listen to it with headphones to understand
2: why they mixed it the way they did. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's trippy as hell. Yeah, same thing. Well, all of their albums, they did concept stuff, you know, but uh, there, there's a certain part even in the 60s, you know, uh, King Crimson was a little more kind of mainstream, but there was bands like Yes, you know, that was like, okay, I think I'm just supposed to be impressed by this as opposed to really jam out on the song for 14 minutes, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose if you were compared to two, that's it's like salt and pepper, I think. there's they're, 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 Between those two bands, are completely different, but okay.
0: You you uh, you, <clears throat> you you uh, made them pause there for a second, Ryan, just as the machine was rebooting. You could see the, what well, the just, fuck? I mean, Wait, way, back, like way back, I had to go way back. It's in that progressive
2: rock kind <clears> of <throat> thing where it's like, like, oh, okay, we're into some odd timings now, and... You know, uh, Moody Blues did that to a certain extent. Uh, uh, you know, a little bit. They they kind of got into the to the concept stuff where Days of know, Future of Past. Like oh yeah, music well, for music.
0: <clears throat> so
1: d- Moody d- Blues were actually musicians, and there's the difference. They were all classically yeah. trained, and so they yeah, knew yeah. how to bring things in, like uh, you know, f- full orchestras to mix into their music instead yeah. add to it. I and mean, so,
2: the, the, yeah, dynamically, you got to so give all the credit in the world to Moody Blues, man. They knew how to how to ramp up. So and
0: run up. I So the one album, if anybody's ever going to look up Moody Blues, my all time favorite album by them is Days of Future Past. It's an absolutely outstanding album, but make sure you listen to it from from end to end, because I don't think you'll enjoy it. I don't think you'll enjoy it if you listen to like Start in the Middle. Yeah, well, even if you like listen to one song and that's it, I don't think you'll you'll get the full enjoyment out of it personally. One of the reasons. One of the reasons I bought the record
1: was was designed to be a suite. Yeah. Okay. So that that's different when you when you write an album that's okay. This album is meant to be listened to from the start of the vinyl to to the the end of the vinyl, and it's it's a whole suite. It's all put together. It's formed. So you're right. That's, and it's, it's sort of, hard to pick in the middle of something like that and understand Yeah, what's going on. Dark baby. Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. To agree, absolutely. To As matter of fact, it was to, uh, uh, still Wizard the greatest concert that I've ever gone to
2: with Pink Floyd, but they they did a bunch of songs up front and then they went to Intermission and it was a Dark Side tour and they came back. When they started Dark Side of the Moon, they played it literally from start to finish all the way through. Yeah.
0: That'd be awesome as as you watch the old timers pass a Metamucil.
2: You know yeah, shit, I was <clears throat> to the old the joint have,
1: have you ever thought about what amount of energy it takes to put on a concert like that day after day after day oh That's my God three three the, the, four the crew, hours I mean
2: the crew should come out and take a bow oh That's man how good that show
1: was oh uh, it's it's a, it's unbelievable their ability to do that I don't know how they put on a concert like that three hours of just. What?
2: So Mind blowing, and like you were saying, you know, like it's made you hear the music with like headphones, so you can hear how it's supposed to be mixed, right? Right. There was that mixing at the at the theater. It was at the Hollywood Bowl, which has kind of notoriously good mixing, right? But still, the engineers <laughs> must have gone through to to put that together and make it sound the way that it did. Yeah, yeah. must have just been a a, a scientific, you know, feat.
0: I I just couldn't imagine singing for three hours. Granted, Pink Floyd has some long songs, so there's not all of it singing. Like, yeah, Shine on Your Crazy Diamond. Yeah, but, <laughs> but still, crap, that's, but that's, still that's, that's, that's a they're lot. They're still
1: in it. They're still playing. Yeah. They're still involved. They're still, and yeah, it, they get a few breaks, but it's not
0: like... And, they, and don't forget, stage is hot as <clears throat> hell. Being on stage is hot. It is oh, generally well. not a cool experience. Like, they, the... Yeah, getting, well, these honest, guys,
2: they used to throw those long ass guitar solos in there so everybody could go get a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding.
1: Well, that's the problem with the Stones. I mean, that, that
2: was with, you know,
1: they, you know, I got to give them credit, what, 72, 73 years old, Mick Jagger's you know, major heart surgery and all that. And he's still singing and jumping up and down and. Two hours later, you know, that's,
0: like, that's that's oh, the, that's the that's the one thing I think he's awesome. He's a, he's he hasn't broken a bone on stage every time I even like the Bridges to Babylon tour back in the day, I remember watching thinking you're gonna break a hip, and here no, he's I like thirty years later. I
1: don't know how he does it. I really don't. Of course, we all don't know about Keith Richards. That's oh, a whole different. He's story. been
0: dead for forty years.
1: Uh, no, he's just been preserved.
0: No, nobody's told him he's dead yet. He's a zombie.
1: You know, I watched I watched a documentary about him not not too long ago, and if you looked at him when he was thirty years old, and you look at him now. He
2: doesn't look any different. I mean. I I, I know the guy that embalmed him back in 1988.
1: <laughs> so he's always looked like a leather glove. Unbelievable. He looks like a baseball bit with feet. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was he was he, he was smacked with the ugly <clears throat> stick early on, and that never changed.
0: You know and and so You know who I, I would have loved to see how she changed as a musician was Janice Joplin. Mm. Like Mama cast to some degree, but Janice Joplin was the one that I would have loved to see how musically she changed because she had such a unique style that was hers.
1: Yeah. Janice, Janice oh. was Janice. There was nobody like, there still hasn't been anybody like Janice. She was so unique in what she did. Well,
2: I I mean, she was a voice of her time. It's those people that I want to see what they would think about the walls today. You know what I mean? Like what, what their, how their opinions would have changed. You know, as they got oh, older sorry. and they started valuing different things and, you know, stuff like that. Probably look at
3: and go back to the grave. Well, Janice, you know, <laughs> uh, she was all the out
1: all the COVID. time. And I don't think she, she couldn't have carried that on, unfortunately.
0: She was in it to win it.
1: Yeah, that was it. She was she was burning the candles at both ends as quickly as she could. And that, that's the way it was. And that's why she was so amazing. It's same thing with
0: Jimi Hendrix and a lot of the a lot yeah, of the people that died young back in the sixties. They
1: all they all just really went for it and it was pretty damn impressive. I mean, you know. Mama Cass is a whole different story. There's a woman that could really sing and that's oh, yeah. that's a whole oh, different thing. And by the way, yeah, if you're listening, I mean... she did not die because of a sandwich. All right? That's not <laughs> true. She did not choke on a sandwich and die. I,
3: no, she
2: died because the sandwich was and a on that note. My <laughs> On that note, my girlfriend's over here waving uh, a plate of food in front of my face. The one-hour mark just died went died. by,
1: so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can smell the food from here because I haven't had dinner either. Thanks, so ladies oh, and gentlemen, for
0: the California Pariah, the fat man, who right. the who the hell is this? I want my Preston? Drop. Who the fuck? Do you have any <laughs> idea how hard it is to market that? I'm not going to say that. I don't that. care. It's a good combination. No, no I meant what Ryan's oh, nickname. What
1: Ryan's that yeah.
2: You're listening to The Rob Charney Show. There you
1: go. I got my draft. So at least I got a little bit. Somebody can figure out what my name is.
0: So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>